drop that knowledge on me. I could not make this up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. DJ Killer Kid. Mouse. And A. Dizzle. Uh oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make the show. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, and A. Dizzle. You can't make this up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. A. Dizzle. Episode 335. Fellas, how was the week? Man, great week. I had a good week. I ain't gonna lie to you. I had a good week. Everything's getting in order at home. We did a deep clean after the pod last week. Came home to everybody pouting, trash bags everywhere, dividing up these clothes and this. So just getting the house in order. Everything's good at work. Um, getting ready to DJ. I got to DJ on Friday. Um, I'm going to stop by the Hot 1029 event in the morning, get my laps in, get my green beer. Wait, what's, the, what's, what's going on in the morning? Uh, St. Patrick's Day event going on at Community Golf Course. Uh, pre-registration starts at 9 o'clock. Race starts at 10 o'clock. It's a simple half K, so about 500 yards. Nothing major. In the cold. In the cold. Somebody's going to be running in the cold. Not yeah. my black ass. I'm <laughs> sitting on the side at the finish line chilling. But I'm definitely going to swing <laughs> by that. Y'all. But uh, big news for me is uh, I bought some new DJ equipment, so... I uh that was um, that's what I'm excited about for the week. Went ahead and ordered me a new controller. It's been a while since I've made that kind of purchase. So uh getting ready for the 2023 season. Uh, been rocking with the same equipment. Been rocking with one turntable for a very long time. So it's gonna be <laughs> nice to get back to using both hands, getting reacquainted with my left because I've been right hand DJing in forever. But uh, just making the investments, man, and getting ready for the season. So it's been a, been a good week. Dope, dope. Price dope. going up? Oh, you definitely, definitely. definitely. <laughs> Try to get them dizzle bags. <laughs> Did you find a golf partner? Not yet. So mm. shouts to my uh, former golf partner, Miss Natasha Williams, former uh, New Center 7 anchor. Uh, she uh, had been traveling, uh, working in, in Louisville, working in Columbus. She finally got back to working in Dayton. So with her work schedule, she needs to switch her times from playing golf in the evenings to playing golf in the mornings. So I'm out here trying to find me a partner within the next six weeks to uh, commit to every Wednesday from about April to about September. Um, we do it every every Wednesday. It's a hundred and fifty dollars. Don't look at me. <laughs> I, I know somebody that got addicted to golf last you, you, summer. You know, I, got, I know a guy. I think man. you know the same guy. He'll be ready in a couple years. Yeah, yeah ready for this? No, I'll ready. tell you that now. He'll be ready. But um, Killer will drop me from the team. I <laughs> <laughs> nah, see. The the cool thing is though about the league is you get a handicap. So it's like any other like I don't know if you ever bowled or anything, but I used to be in a bowling league in high school, and you show up. You know, week one, you do your score. You show up week two, they give you a handicap. So okay. you might you might get eight, nine, ten shots, eleven shots for free for free every time you oh. show up. So you shoot a forty-seven for nine holes that end up being a thirty-six. Okay, I so, didn't know that was the rules. So yeah, it's it's, uh, it's fun. One hundred fifty dollars for the annual fee, and then you pay your weekly like twenty dollars to play every Wednesday. But it's a Wednesday night golf league that I'm on year year three or year four. So 
That's what's up. Yeah, That's what's up. Still maybe maybe in, maybe in a couple of years my stroke will be right, but right. it's definitely not there right now. Right. It's gonna be a new dad. You gonna be you gonna you can't have too many new commitments when you gonna have a new a new kid around. That's true. That's true. Because my wife uh probably won't, won't sign off on that. <laughs> I was talking about a basketball league, and she said, "Uh, you not doing nothing in the summer." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, how is the basketball league going? What happened last week? We lost. Yeah. Uh, it's we over. Lost. Season over. Season's over. Uh, we lost by six. All the games that we lost, we could have won, except for one. We got blown out one game, but we ended the season three and four. So not too bad. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't the worst team. Right. There were some teams without wins. That wasn't us. <laughs> um, but then we got the tournament next Sunday. Where at? Still in Zinia. Still in Zinia. Okay. Still in Zinia. So uh, hopefully we get a, a, a middle tier team, kind of similar to us. You know, since we won a few games, we're not going to be playing the, the top team first round. So I'm hoping we can squeeze out a win and shit, see where it go, man. Grade your performance this time. Horrible. <laughs> oh, worse than <laughs> the time right. that we came to watch you play? Uh, yeah, I had two points. You know what I'm saying? We lost by six. I had two. You know no, what no, I'm saying? Talking about for the season. Talk oh, about for the no, season. no, season. I was solid. Season I was solid. Start, you know, starting point guard. Handles the rock. Not too many turnovers. <laughs> Got a couple highlights. I saw the uh, film. Look, my wife uh, commented, said, "Nope." I don't know what she's saying. Nope, too. <laughs> probably that golf league. That golf league, probably. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> what's up, Miss Dizzle? Hope you feeling well. For sure, Luke. Um, but nah, I, I would to grade my uh performance for the season, I give myself a B, B minus. Hey, because I, I showed glimpses of the uh, old Dizzle. No, the old Dizzle <laughs> wasn't even this good. Oh, you in your prime, <laughs> bro? I'll be thinking I'll be in my prime, bro, because I minus the injuries. Because <laughs> I went to Killa, were you in your prime in your 30s? About 26, 27. Yeah. That's, yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I was feeling that's the unique. best. That's unique to be hitting your prime in your 30s, bro. Yeah, yeah. Kudos. I uh, hooped yesterday at the at one of the other YMCA's and was and was balling, man. One of the games, we only go to 12. I knocked down four threes in this one game. We beat somebody that we wasn't supposed to beat. I'm like, we, we all right. I'm <laughs> feeling, feeling good. Yeah, yeah. Ms. Ms. Dizzle says up. she's miserable. We're going to have to oh, keep her in our prayers. Oh. Man. I know that's a tough roller coaster. Bi, what else you do this week, bro? Uh, not much. Um, just working, working. Uh, planning the gender reveal. Gender reveal. We're gonna find out. Uh, Saturday. Wow. Yeah. So you ready? Yeah. You got a preference? I prefer a boy. She prefers a girl. She thinks it's a boy. So I'm, I'm fingers crossed. So what, if, so what if it's a girl? You gonna be hard? Oh, yeah. Nah. Heartbroken. Nah. nah. Not at all. Not at all. Got I think it's gonna be. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a totally different experience, though. So facts, school them. <laughs> it will be because I was zero for three on my wants. So I wanted a boy every time, and girl, girl, girl. So it's definitely uh, that daddy girl thing is real. Um, they will they will break you down, and and you just you just give in because. The girls always win. You so you want to take care of your girls. Killer, do you believe the rumors or the old wives' tale that guys that want girl want boys get girls because they were whores back in the day? Do you believe <laughs> that? Yes, because it's punishment. I always say I blame the army. Ah, that's the, the reason why I have three girls. Because uh, when your boy went to the army, holy Moses, did it go down? <laughs> so I deserve every bit of the three girls that I got. 
blessings, blessings, <laughs> yeah. blessings. How was your week, man? Solid, man. Very solid week, man. I got my movie on. I nice. got my movie on. Saw Creed three, and I saw the new screen. Both of them, two thumbs up. I've heard, mm. I've heard good reviews of both, and I need to see them both. So that's all I did was this week. Go to the movies. That's it. Nice. I seen two movies this week. <sighs> nice. Gotta love it. I watched Creed one last night. First time. First time. And Thoughts? I must say, Michael B. Jordan's acting is a little skeptical, man. <laughs> There's a couple scenes in the first movie where I just busted out laughing because I'm like, what? He's, I think it was him and uh, Sylvester Stallone. That's the name, right? Yeah. I, okay, okay. Him and uh, Rocky was arguing or whatever because I guess Rocky disowned them and they was in the locker room. And he said, get your hand off me, old man. I'm like, <laughs> ain't nobody saying that, bro. Like, I just, I was in tears. Like, man, this his acting, bro. Somebody <laughs> pointed it out to me, and then now I'm looking at it. It's funny you say that, because uh, we were watching something else that Michael B. Jordan was in at the house, and I was like, man, he's like a one-note actor. Like, he plays, mm. like, the same mm -hmm. guy all the time. Now, granted, there's tons of actors out there, like Denzel. Like, now Denzel basically is playing himself all the time. But Denzel's like 65 years old. It took him a while to get basically to the point of like, man, hey, man, I'm handpicking these roles because I'm playing myself all the time. Like he's basically playing the same person all the time. It's like that disgruntled yeah. young adult. <laughs> Me and the wife, because uh, he was on one of our favorite podcasts that we watched, the uh, R&B Money podcast. He was this episode's guest. And we were like, why is Michael B. Jordan on an R&B podcast? But he was sharing his story. And we started doing our research because he was saying like his first real big gig was Fruitville Station, mm -hmm. and that was a uh, Coogler yeah. directed that. So you look at the Coogler Michael B. Jordan journey; they done been on. You know, you can kind of see that he kind of handpicked him to kind of come with him on this journey and yeah. play these similar roles. And then I think he's directing his or directing yeah, the debut direct, yeah. for Creed Three. So I'm 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 excited to see the see where it went because I know I watched Creed One. And I felt the, the acting was a little, uh, but for him to be directing now, I'm sure he's got. He's getting better. Yeah, I'm sure there's growth. He's getting better as an actor, but like, we're going to talk about acting in a little while. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> saw some bad acting this I'm week. I'm not sure this person's going to get better at acting. <laughs> not at all. I know you're talking about <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into this sports talk, man. Look, Lamar Jackson got hit with the franchise tag. Mm. By the Baltimore Ravens. Why isn't Lamar getting a contract extension or signed? Or why are these teams out here saying, no, nah, we straight. We don't want Lamar Jackson. I don't know. Can you explain what a franchise tag is? Because I, I, I don't know. So there's two franchise tags. There's one franchise tag where he gets paid 30-something million dollars where he's allowed to go talk to other teams to work out a deal. If he works out a deal with, I don't know, just say the Atlanta Falcons, the Baltimore Ravens have the right to match the contract, and he remains with the Baltimore Ravens. If they choose not to match that offer, he goes to the Atlanta Falcons, but the Atlanta Falcons must give up two first-round picks to get Lamar Jackson. Okay. Then the other tag, he would get paid $45 million, and he couldn't go talk to other teams for a potential trade or signing. And he has the non-exclusive tag, yeah. which allows him to talk. Yeah, and now we're getting all these teams out here saying, no, we don't want him like the – Falcons said no. Panthers said no. There's just so many teams out here said no, they don't want Lamar Jackson, which I just find crazy. Crazy. Yeah, man. Former MVP, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, I saw his record for the, like, what, the last four or five years. or I don't know when he became a starter, but shit, up there with Patrick Mahomes. Yep. You know, not 
He don't lose. He really don't lose unless it's, you know, playoffs. <laughs> and, so. and one thing I will say about the franchise tag that it at least guarantees he's going to get a bag this year. You know, Does that guarantee it? Yeah. I mean, because okay. he get like 30-something million. But 30 million for Lamar Jackson where Danny Dimes is getting 40 million? But what, what was Lamar getting last year? Three? Yeah, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like so, around two and a half. So, sheesh. It, 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 it's almost like one more year of this because. But they can franchise tag them again. Oh, they can? Yeah, I didn't can know that. They can franchise tag uh, up to three times. Oh, but, shit. So, say he signs his franchise tag and plays for Baltimore, then next year it'll jump up to $40 million if they franchise tag him again. My whole thing is uh, it's collusion. I think it's collusion by. The owners, because they look at the Deshaun Watson deal, Deshaun Watson deal is 100% guaranteed. Yeah. He wants 100% guaranteed. Everybody out there like, no, nah, we, we can't do that. We don't want to do that because if we do it the second time, then everybody in their mom going to want a guaranteed contract. Hey, y'all, did it, y'all already did it once? Yeah, that's on y'all. Y'all yeah. need to work that out. But, exactly. like, I just think a landing spot for Lamar Jackson, if they really want to fuck shit up out there in the NFL – San Francisco 49ers. Facts. You imagine him with that Woo. offense, that offensive play call and that defense. I mean, I say San Fran go ahead and offer him something crazy, but keep it a short-term deal. But like, look, man, we'll give you $100 million for two seasons, fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. See if Baltimore match it. Yeah, because but, you shorten that time. Yeah. It ain't going to, you know, now it ain't like the the Deshaun deal. He don't have to show up. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I would do if I, I was like San Fran. I like it. Are they? Is that even a, a thing though? Because don't they get like four quarterbacks? Yeah, but all of them on rookie deals, so they don't. They not earn a lot of money. They best mm-hmm. uh, and most expensive player like Debo, um, um, their linebacker Fred Warner's high paid, so they got the money to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just as simple as do they want to do it? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. It's a very very weird situation going on with Lamar Jackson. Free Lamar, man. Free yeah. Lamar, because he, he he needs some help over there. Did, they, did they pick up anybody? No, no, and that's the crazy part about it. I'm glad you brought that up. So when Lamar was on his rookie contract, when he's getting paid like two, three million dollars, they never spent big money to say like, all right, man, we got a franchise quarterback. Let's go ahead and get a whole bunch of offensive weapons around him. Yeah. So now it's time to pay him. They won't have money to go get bigger name right. stars to go around him. So. For me, if I'm Lamar, I'm going to get out of there. I'm calling anybody. I'm calling the Dolphins. I'm calling the Jets. I'm mm-hmm. calling the Niners. Like, just get me out of here. Any team out there that has young talent, I want to go play for them so I can get paid, obviously, and I got young talent around me. Like, they ain't got no weapons. Yeah, and they still be somewhat in the conversation of the AFC North every year. Facts. So You think they uh waiting on Aaron Rodgers' decision? Like, teams is holding out for him to then see what Lamar's about? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know because everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, and they talking about it's a foregone conclusion. But Aaron Rodgers could say, mm, "I'm about to go back to the dark cave and yeah. retire." <laughs> exactly. We know, so I exactly. have no idea. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Now we always talk about the bad news that goes on in sports, but here's a great story: Minnesota Vikings wide receiver KJ Osborne, his Uber driver, and two bystanders saved a man's life from a burning car. Obviously, we have somebody that is a war veteran on this podcast, so yeah. we know you've done great things yeah. and all that in your life. But, Dizzle, when is the last time you've done something, obviously not to this magnitude, or nice for somebody? Uh, Damn. 
been that long? It's been that long. Fuck them all, huh? Fuck them all. Did I hold a door? I think I held a door open. <laughs> Did I do something nice for an old lady? I might just be making this up. <laughs> I don't know. Pass. <laughs> might have to phone a friend. Funny enough, this week I helped an old couple out. I was on my way to work and I see a car from down the road and they're like, look like they're on the curb. And I get closer and closer and closer and I see this older gentleman outside of his car just looking at his tires. He blew out both his tires because he hit the curb or whatever. And this older man was out there about to try to put a donut on his car. And I'm like, sir, you can't do that. Like, I ain't want to be like, man, you're old. Don't right. do that. But I was like, sir, don't do that. It's like, oh, I got to get it to the uh, to the mechanic so they can take a look. I was like, you don't want to drive on a donut and a flat tire. Like, we just yeah. probably just call a a tow for you. It's like, um, that's going to be pretty expensive. I'm like, I was like, all right, check this out. Monroe is literally right around the corner. I will take you over there. They will take good care of you. That's where I take my car. Prices aren't horrible. And it's like, he looked at his wife. She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he hopped in the car, took him over there. Before he got in there, I was like, hey, man, this dude is going to try to drive his car over here. But, like, take care of him. Don't rape him on the charges, please. Yeah. Like, he's an older guy. And what made it even worse was, he was on oxygen, and he was going to try to change his oh, own man. tire. So I was like, I was so glad I helped him out because, man, who knows what could have happened. Right. Good deeds. Good deeds, man. Yeah. Killer, you done any good deeds outside of, you know, fight for our country? Definitely. <laughs> I am always find myself in these six situations. I don't know why. Uh, a few years ago, I thought I would say 2019, me and my mom was headed down to to uh, Cincinnati, and uh, we were at the Austin Landing exit, person getting off of 75 South, at the Austin Landing exit, loses their brakes. Oh. So they're flying 60, 70 miles an hour up this ramp. And they hit the area where it's a red light. That's a huge intersection. They end up going in the grass, trying to slow down, hit the curb, fly in the air, and land on two of the three cars. We were in lane three of five lanes. It's like a huge road. It landed on the cars, tipped over. Me and my mom had to get out, help people, you know, all that. So definitely done that. Uh I've definitely, I'm, I'm definitely uh, the hold the door and, hey man, you got a dollar here, man. You know, I'm, I'm definitely that guy. So yeah, I, I try to, I try to do one to others. <laughs> just a laugh. Uh, I'm not to, at all, bro. I try to do one to others. I mean, you never know. You yeah. never know, man. You never know. Also, we got to talk about a whole bunch of injuries going on across the association. The biggest one, obviously, Kevin Durant rolled his ankle <laughs> in the layup line. Man. So he gonna miss the entire rest of the regular season, and he ain't make a home debut. Gosh, you still rolling with the Suns? Uh, now nah, I'm back on the Lakers, bro. Oh. Lakers is up. <laughs> Lakers is up, baby. You, you know, been you, you been watching the games? I, I, I've been seeing. I've been seeing. I've been seeing AD hoop. Yeah, he been hooping. Yeah, they're playing a lot better without a certain somebody. Yeah. I love it. Wow. I love it. They need to. They should. They got a good squad on paper. And plus, D'Angelo Russell's playing amazing. Schroeder's playing good. Be, uh, Beasley ain't even playing good right now. He's yeah. bricking, and yeah. they're still winning games. And they're still hitting shots without him. Vanderbilt AD. AD. balling. AD is the reason. Facts. You think so? Absolutely. Facts. He's balling. I mean, he's playing like 
you wanted him to play. Yes. He's playing like he did earlier in the season. So He had his nose situation. I thought he mm-hmm. was going to sit it down. Give he, about sh- another two weeks before we're back on the injured reserve. Yeah. <laughs> he came He came back with 35, 40 points. Yeah. Yeah. Doing his thing. But nah, man. Um, KD, he almost about to get that, that stamp. He about to be fragile KD. Like, we need a nickname for him. Just like we got a nickname for AD. He needed KD about to have his uh his own nickname Street Clothes 2.0 like what are we talking about because he's been hurt just as much if not more than AD and Kawhi these last few seasons. It's a lot, mm. it's a lot of fragile seven footers in the league. True, they fragile. Not Giannis though. Not, not Giannis. Giannis. Uh-huh. Not Giannis. So, something's happening though. Um, I don't know because I don't remember there being just this many uh tedious little ticky tack injuries every single year mm-hmm. especially from the main folks man like um what 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 was it just four years ago when katie got that uh achilles Achilles mm-hmm. injury somewhere around there yeah um same with Kawhi, like one injury and then for the rest of his damn near career he's on low management so these niggas are supposed to be in a prime i know they're getting a little bit older but something's happening. I don't know if it's with the training. I don't know if it's because of A. I know folks were saying, hey, you growing up already put miles on their legs. Right. But something's happening. Some Something got to change with the way folks is taking care of their bodies. And Jonathan Kaminga did the same thing. He was, he was mm-hmm. He was out there warming up with the coach, went to the hole, bloop, bloop, sprained his ankle, walked off, didn't play. He sprained it. Like it's, I wonder if these shoes, something going on. Something's happening where these dudes. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought up the shoes. So I was reading this article about Kobe and when he switched to the low tops. And there was all this whole research about, you know, you shouldn't wear high top shoes when you play basketball. You want your ankle to be able to move and roll and everything like that. That's the natural movement of ankles. So that's why I like dudes wearing low tops to mm-hmm. hoop in now. I always remember that one famous picture of Gilbert Arenas hooping in some Air Max. Like, like I just, I just can't, I just can't imagine that. And like yeah. for me, obviously, I don't play basketball anymore. But if I did, I would not be out there in no low tops. Never, ever, dude. Like I would be terrified to roll my ankle. And now you're a multi-million dollar athlete, one of the best basketball players in the league, and you roll your ankle and you out. Yeah. And not only out, but you out for the rest of the regular season. Where in the West, if you lose two games in a row, you could go from fourth to the play-in just like mm-hmm. that. So it's crazy. I don't know what it is where load management is such a such a thing because the players get blamed for load management, but it is the medical professionals and the teams that enforce load management as well. So it's a 50-50 thing for me because we don't see load management in football in right. the NFL. We right. don't see load management in college basketball. We only see load management in the NBA. So mm-hmm. you mean to tell me the NBA, which is – probably the least physical sport out there is requires the, requires the most, the most <laughs> for them to take time off. I don't get it, man. Yeah. It's something needs to be done. And it's not only from the players, it's from upper management to understand like, Hey man, get out there and play because we how many weeks a lot of left money. in the season? I think like four, maybe. And, mm-hmm. the, and this says Durant out at least three. Goodness gracious. Goodness. Nah, they're not going to rush them back. If they oh, smart, no. they need to just hold tight. You know, you in the playoffs, Make sure he's healthy for the, or yeah, make sure he's healthy for the playoffs, because you really don't need him right now. He's a kind of a plug-in type of player where 
the chemistry's kind of already there. Facts, facts. <laughs> so where do y'all at with this? What Jalen Rose said, basically, lower management is a reflection of us as fans because we as fans only care about playoffs and championships. So why should I play during the regular season if it don't matter? The only thing that matters is if I win a ring and how I perform in the playoffs. Some of that's true. But the paying customer that is excited to see LeBron come to Utah and LeBron sit down, that can't be good for the whole morale and overall, you know, image of the league. So I I you know, we do we do hold those things of importance, yes, but also I feel that the whole going to the game, the fan experience, that holds some weight too. And these low management games really throw a wrench in some of those uh Kids that travel. I saw that one dude that went to see Jimmy Butler travel all the way from another country mm-hmm. to find out he wasn't playing an hour before the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, crazy. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's man. A lot of money. Now, Killer, this is in your world. What is going on with Tiger Woods and his ex-girlfriend? I'm proud <laughs> of my nigga, man. <laughs> I'm proud of my nigga, man. He did it. So, Tiger out here with a girlfriend, Erica Herman, um, and they were going through some issues. And he decides that it's going to be a hassle getting her up out of here. So let me have my security tell her to pack a suitcase, going on a trip, and take you to the airport, pull up to the airport, and tell you before you leave, hey, uh, you're not welcome back. Locks is changed. Psych! Doors closed (laughs) on this one. Good luck to you. So she and then uh, tries to uh, sue for... $30 Thirty million dollars, um, and uh, girlfriends can sue now. She's bringing up things that was supposedly promised to her, and if they were to break up, he could she could live in the house up to five. Like who gonna say that to anybody? I don't know. I don't believe it one bit. But Tiger put her out, man. Put her out. Is there common law marriage? Is that still a thing? I want to say mm-hmm. it is. Um, I think in California for sure. California. I know you live with somebody. I want to say ten years. You might as well just go ahead and get married because they the, the state looks at you as a married couple. Wow. That's so, crazy. So he might have to cough up some bucks. Yeah. It's Cali, man. So wait a second. He got, he got good lawyers, though, man. What, if lawyers. I say, why did she, she owe her? He she, owes her what? She said, she said $30 million? She sued him for $30 million for, let me get the the direct word. I know she sued him for $30 million for like, it was something to the effect of, uh, Things that were promised and wasn't, and then on onto the how how the relationship goes in that state. I think she was okay. trying to wiggle some of that off, but let me get the right. That's I, crazy. I would say it's crazy if you can't break up with your girlfriend. You got to trick her, <laughs> trick her, and think you're going on a trip and just drop her off. <laughs> While you looking that up, killer, anybody want to share any bad breakup stories? Mm. I got one. I was say I ain't got no bad breakup stories. I got one. I got a bad one. I got a bad one. It dates all the way back to fifth grade. <laughs> no names, please. <laughs> Shouts out to all my folks from Oxford Elementary School. Salute, salute, salute. So I'm in fifth grade. Got a nice little girlfriend. Like I said, no names, please. Go up to her desk. Talking to her at her desk. She seems annoyed. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? And then out of nowhere... You're fired. 
she fired you in front of the whole class. I promise the good. Loud. Damn. <laughs> loud. <Yeah>. Very loud. <laughs> Golly. Whole class breaks out laughing, pointing. And obviously, you know, we're in fifth grade. And shouts out to my best friends from the 216. We're still best friends to this very day. Every so often, I just get a random text in the group text. Hey, remember, bleep, broke up with you in front of everybody. Mm. <laughs> So like, and then like some people like send me like screenshots of like what she looked like today. That's and what I was about to ask you. What she? How she doing now? She's still fire. Oh. <laughs> Damn. She fire. I'm not gonna lie. She fire. <laughs> she flames. But imagine I have to still go through the rest of the school year getting fired in front of everybody, and then middle school, three years in middle school with the same party. I promise to goodness, I probably spoke three words to her uh, the entire time I knew her through middle school. Thank goodness she went to a different high school. <laughs> what'd you say? What'd you say her IG was? <laughs> I did not. Uh, I did not we're gonna, say. We're gonna IG. put fire emojis. <laughs> everybody, everybody, go to her comments with the fire emojis. Heard you fired my boy back in <laughs> back in ninety one. Right. <laughs> See, mine was worse than that though. I had a really bad one. So mine uh, <laughs> is so bad. I was in the military. Uh, dating a girl uh, for about two years. Oh, this is grown up. This is this is. Oh yeah, this, this is, isn't child. Dating a girl for two years. Um, she had a eight and five year old at the time. Two girls. So I was like, damn near a stepdad role. Right? Girl dad, even back then. Exactly. <laughs> so um, my time was coming up to get out of the military, and I knew I wasn't bringing her and two kids back to Ohio, but I didn't know how to break up with her. So I just. Waited till that date came, got up like it was a normal day. See you later. Went to the base, signed my paperwork, hopped in the car, drove to Ohio. Mm. <laughs> so then I get to Ohio, I change my phone number, I get a new phone. <laughs> Damn, and, Tiger? Yeah, I, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> right. So then uh, a year goes by, I go back to Oklahoma to see some friends for a weekend, and I'm like, something tells me I should go apologize for my actions. So I pull up to her job. Wait for her to get off. Call her, call her name. Hey, come here. She look and see who it is. She walks over. Mm. Oh, straight smack to the face. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to say my bad. You have a good one. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was ugly. It was it was so no. it, it was so bad. It was so bad. Who else knows this story? Uh, nobody. Everybody now. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Everybody now. Oh man! Before we move on to our hip hop project. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. This nigga. Now nah, go ahead. This nigga. <laughs> I I should have known. I should have known it was gonna be one. You was about the intro. What, what was you about to say? No, you got time because I want to give a special shout out to. My head coach of Syracuse University. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coach Jim Beheim, 47 years as the head coach, won him a national championship. Actually, they celebrated their 20th anniversary this week, man. He retired. He went out the same way I expected him to go out. They lost at the buzzer. Mm. And then in the press conference, he was an old curmudgeon, as he's been my entire life. So, Coach, I appreciate you. I appreciate the championships. Coach Red is our new head coach. Get it done. I need another championship because 20 years in between college basketball championships is unacceptable. But, Coach Jim Beheim, I salute you. Yeah. Enjoy retirement. At this point, I don't think I even know any more coaches in the, in the NCAA. All the, all the main ones that I grew up yeah. knowing uh, retired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, actually, it's funny you say that. 
Uh, got the interview. Clark Kellogg, he played at Ohio State, played in the NBA with the Pacers for a minute. Um, is actually from Cleveland. I asked him, I was like, what do you make of like all these Hall of Fame coaches retiring, like Roy Williams, Coach K, now Jim Beheim? Mm-hmm. And he basically was like, a lot of people like want to try to make it out like, man, these these coaches are old and they're mad because of NIL or the transfer portal or um, the one and done. It's like these dudes is old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Jim Beheim is eighty years old. Coach K is like seventy seven years old. Yeah. Like. They're old. Like, yeah. that's what happens. Like, people don't coach forever. <clears throat> you just want them coaching in a wheelchair and just die on the sideline. You know, these dudes got the right to enjoy retirement, enjoy their family, man. So salute to these coaches and shouts out to the new generation of coaches. You know, we got Juwan Howard coaching Michigan. Mm-hmm. We got Anthony Hardaway coaching at Memphis. We got uh, Mike Woodson coaching at Indiana. So, you know, it's a litany of new coaches out here that – people are going to grow up with and eventually get to this stage with them too to see them coach a long time and eventually move on. Yeah, man. I was, uh, I was, I, I expected nothing less from Bayheim <laughs> to leave like that. Like that's just, I'm the outside looking in being a, uh, not a fan, but a consumer of his product for that long. <laughs> That was definitely like, yeah, that's how Bayhound going to leave. Yeah, curmudge it to the fullest. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do That's up to the university. Are you retired? Or is this your last game? I don't know. Maybe. Right. I thought you understood. I was like, dude, you're talking in circles. you just mad at the world, man. He's probably mad at the way they lost. Would y'all actually, would y'all rather lose at the buzzer, your favorite team, lose at the buzzer or get blown out? Lose at the buzzer. Because at least he was competitive. It could have went another way, you know, different play here or there. Because when they get blowed out, that should be embarrassing. You be at home embarrassed, just turn the channel. <laughs> yeah, there's so many times this season I've turned the games off because they've been getting blown out. I, I definitely picked Ohio State plus seven and a half yesterday thinking I had a shot, but uh, they got blown out. Yeah, yeah. Purdue. So, yeah. Big boy Edie down there, yeah. eating down there. Definitely. All right, are y'all ready? Yeah, man. Now, let me say this. It's called the Hip Hop Project. For people that don't know, the pod, our brothers, we're going to try to name the 50 greatest hip-hop songs of all time because hip-hop is celebrating its 50th anniversary this summer. So what we're all going to do is nominate three songs to bring to the table, and we're going to keep a list. And then after we got our whole list made up, we're individually we're going to go through each song and vote if it's a part of the hip-hop top 50 songs of all time. Let's get it. Yeah. So... When you guys were making this list, what what were the thought process? What were you guys thinking when you tried to come up with your three songs that nominate for this week? For me, um, I was thinking about songs that definitely have impact on not just club, not just full impact on hip-hop. If we celebrating 50 years, I didn't want to just look at the last 20 years that I've been involved in on a, you know, personal uh, basis. So I went Mm -hmm. back. Some of the classics I listened to, um, I had a lot of drives to work this week where I just let the you know the old hip hop playlist play and kind of just skim through those and uh, try to just make sure I was honoring hip hop with my list. That's that's all I was on. Yeah, same. Pretty pretty much. Got to have some longevity in there. I tried to incorporate some newer shit too because I I know y'all gonna stay in the eighties and nineties. <laughs> So I gotta represent the the two the two thousands for sure. Twenty tens. I got some joints on here. Uh, I almost got my full fifty. I mean, wow. 
I started I started this and I'm like, let me just keep going. And then I'll hear songs throughout the day. I'm like, let me go back a little bit on, on one of the older albums. So, yeah, I got I got 40 songs on deck right now. Wow. Wow. Nice. So so for me. Y'all know me, man. I, I like to dig into this these type lane, of things. Yeah. This is this is my lane. For me, shout to the rewind podcast. Absolutely, maybe it'll come back one day. Uh, I I look at songs, and does it stand the test of time? Is it a quality song? Do you just listen to one verse, right. or do you just like, oh, I just want to hear this part, and then you move on to the next? Can you actually listen to the song from beginning, middle, and end? Uh, also, is it a novelty song? Is it just here? For the moment, like, mm-hmm. uh, no disrespect, but like uh, Laffy Taffy. Yeah. I was here for the moment. It was a wave. <laughs> no doubt about it. It was a wave. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Hammer, Can't Touch This. It was, it, it served a certain purpose, but it wasn't a longevity right. type of song. So those are the type of things that I look at when I was going into it. And for me, I'm not saying anybody else has to do this. I like to try to like break things down. It's kind of easier for my brain. So for me this week... Since hip hop is, you know, started with stories, I'm picking three story songs to nominate for the top fifty. So uh who who wants to go first? We go on like one, 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 two, 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 three, three, three. No, nah, I say we just run through run your through three. Your list. You run through your three, I run through my three, and then we keep it pushing. You wanna go dizzle? Yeah, man. Let's uh I'm gonna just start at the top. You keep it track or are we putting it in the note or we uh, I'll put it in the note. I'll, okay, you got it? Yep, I'm gonna okay, add it to bet. the bottom of the note. Bet, let's bet. let's let's go ahead and uh start out right with Kendrick Lamar. Uh all right. Classic song, black empowerment song. I think this one will definitely stand a test of time. It's been out a few years already, and it's, I think it's one of Kendrick Lamar's best songs. We gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. You you ain't got that on deck? I don't know how far we can get along with it on. Uh, I don't. Okay, fair enough. I fair didn't enough. have it ready. No doubt. I wasn't ready either. Let me get my. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Uh, second up, number two, uh, Eminem. My name is. Oh. One of the songs, one of the first songs I was able to just memorize, and as a kid, shouldn't have been reciting, but still <laughs> is. And then uh, number three, Ice Cube. Today was a good day. Ooh. Nice. Was kind of weird hearing Logic singing that uh, <laughs> last week. He could have kept he could have kept that cover to himself, but nonetheless, it's a classic joint. So, so Kendrick Lamar, all right, Eminem, my name is, and then Ice Cube. Today was a good day, and this is exactly why we have three songs to choose from because yeah. Ice Cube. Today was a good day. It's obviously one of the greatest story songs of all time. And mm-hmm. obviously, it was in my top three to be nominated this week. So I get the pull from another spot. Nice. So it's all good. It's all good. I love those. I love those, Dizzle. Killer, you want to go or you want me to go? Uh, You can go ahead. Okay, know. okay. So for me, for me, the first song I'm going to go with you was... Co- you covered up yourself. Oh, snap. My bad. Hello, world. <laughs> Hello, world. <laughs> So for me, the first song I want to nominate comes from 1994, Snoop D.O.G. Everybody knows this song. Murder was the case. If I can get the reason I chose Murder was the case is because not only was Snoop really involved with a real life murder trial at the time mm. and had the nerve to make a song about it, like the Here Here Go. Yeah, they made a mini movie about it. Actually, Charlie Murphy was in that joint. You can watch it on YouTube for free 99 right now. 
his performance that he did on the Arsenio Hall show where he starts screaming, I'm innocent, at the top of his lungs. And then, obviously, the 1995 Source Awards performance with him and the rest of the Death Row camp. Snoop Dogg, Murder Was a Case, definitely should be in the top 50 songs of all time. Okay. Now, this next song, number two, I am pulling from the bench because you pulled Ice Cube, Today Was a Good Day. That was going to be on my list. So I'm pulling my, quote, unquote, fourth song for the story. B-I-G, I got a story to tell. Absolute magnificent story from beginning to end. Everybody know, Everybody knows about the line, she uh, banging a nigga off the New York Knicks. Everybody wants to know, was it Anthony Mason? Was it John Starts? Was it Patrick Ewan? We don't know. We don't know if Biggie was lying. All we know is the song is great. And right. shouts out to my brother, Mike Wilson. He got a podcast called I Got a Story to Tell. So it lives on to this day. Nice. Third pick. Without a doubt, I know is going to make this list. Slick Rick, Children's Story. Probably mm-hmm. the best story song of all time. Way, way back in the year 1988, my brother's favorite album of all time. I learned this song from beginning to end because my brother would play it nonstop. And to yeah. this day, if it comes on, everybody and their mom starts singing. And no, they're not singing the Montel Jordan version. They sing it, Slick Rick. Children's story. So Snoop murder was the case. Slick Rick children's story and Biggie. I got a story to tell. Very There's nice. a Montel Jordan version. Yeah, this is how we do it. It's the same beat. Is it? Oh wow! <laughs> Did not know that. Didn't even know that. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. So, what happens when we start having a bunch of artists with the like same songs and? See, that's, or like or like the same artist, but multiple songs from that artist. It is what it is. They got a lot of heat. Oh, and that's yeah. why we when we come over to finish the whole list, we're gonna have a hard vote. So you had to pull from a reserve. Yeah. I had to pull from a reserve. What did I steal? Children's story. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorite songs of all time. I actually blend this is how we do it in children's story when I DJ quite a bit because it's the same beat. So um, that, that that's definitely one of my favorites of all time. So for me, I'll start with oh man, the, the speaker thing was talking in the notes. All that just got to put on wax. Um, <laughs> so for me, number one, I'm gonna go to the notorious B.I.G. with a song called Juicy. Juicy, definitely uh, all time favorite, uh, all time classic. Uh, and we listen to all the verses. Facts. <laughs> it was all a dream. Uh, the Weed Burn Up Magazine. Right. Number two, I have Eric B. and Rakim, Paid in Food. Oh! That is a favorite of mine. Will forever be an instant classic. I just think it, it, it stands the test of time that this came out in 90-whatever, 4, 7, whatever. And I want to say 87. Oh, that, it was that late 80s? Yeah. So uh. even better. <laughs> so it, it, it's still a song that I can get, you know, through and, and rotate through. So, oh, yeah, I didn't do my, hold on. This was number one. Yeah. Then we got number two, Paid in Full. Ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand. And then number three, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Of course. Nothing but a G thing. Those are my three nominees for week one. I think nothing but a G thing is a top 10. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let me mute my fault. 
I think it's a top ten song. Um, but uh, I wanted to get that in early, <laughs> so uh, that's probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, so I think we uh, we on a similar page so far. I think we all dipped and dabbed in a little in, in each other's list, and that's why I felt like I had to get a, a good good jump start because <laughs> once I started, I'm like, damn, let me make sure I'm I'm spreading out the love. I don't think anybody on here has more than two songs on my list so far. Um, I think I got. 50 Cent on here a couple of times. I got Lil Wayne on here a couple of times. Uh, I think I got this Kanye. Soldier. This soldier make your list. We're going to see. We're going to see. <laughs> That's what's going to make this so dope, man. We don't hear each other's list until we do the pod. We're going to keep bringing three songs to nominate to it, and then we'll just go run through it and see what songs actually make the cut. And it's going to be very difficult, man, because... Even making this list right now was difficult because I kind of like went with a theme. Like, I want to get my favorite three story songs on here. Mm -hmm. And it was a big debate because I got a story to tell was fourth. And I mean, like, damn, I got a story to tell. Not making there. And then you got Biggie Warning is another dope story song. Uh, Beastie Boys, Paul Revere also was thinking about that one. So it's a lot of dope music out there over the decades of hip hop. So this list is going to continue to grow. And we want y'all to jump in the comments and share y'all top 50 or top 10 hip-hop songs of all time as well, man. It's going to be a good time. Facts. Mm -hmm. What I did was I added our list to the bottom of the note. I put the date, week one, our list, and then I also started another note in case that gets deleted. So I bet. got a backup note. So we good. Bet, 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 bet. All right, man. It's time for some quick hitters, man. We talked about Creed. Well, me going to see Creed. You watching Creed 1 for the very first time. It becomes the first sports film in history to surpass $100 million in its opening weekend globally. Mm. And they got $20 out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 20 piece. Creed, Creed 1 was solid. Uh, I'm going to watch Creed 2 and eventually get to Creed 3. Have you seen any of the Rocky movies? No. None of them. I grew up hating it because everybody be like, "Yo, Adrian!" Like, oh. like, everywhere, everywhere I would go, that's all I heard, and I just never watched the movie. I didn't care to watch it. Fair, very fair. Normally, you know, I would be like, "Come on, man, you got it," but that is fair. I I totally understand. I yeah. dealt, I dealt with the Kevin Home Alone. <laughs> Kevin for years, everybody just come up to me and just scream, "Kevin!" Yeah, that, all the time. Be getting annoying. Yeah, man. Understand. I, I still watched Home Alone though. <laughs> Metro <laughs> Boomin, the latest dude to sell his catalog, Dizzle. Yeah, uh, he got a bag, and I think it was only for a percentage of his catalog. Mm -hmm. He got uh, seventy million. So yeah, another week, another artist selling a catalog. Get that money. Get seventy that money. million for a little bit of it. Yeah, he ain't stopping. I'm sure he. Gonna, yeah. he gonna rack up some more. That's exactly when you should do it because I mean, he's relatively a quote-unquote newer producer this isn't like a dr dre or a swiss beats who've been in the game decades and now they set a sell a catalog to get 70 million now and you're going to continue to make music and you're still mm -hmm. popular yeah i think this is definitely the right time to do that shouts out to him man mm -hmm. uh, we also talked about uh creed 3 jonathan majors is in that movie playing quote-unquote the villain in that movie but he's set to play dennis rodman 48 hours <laughs> in vegas you don't seem impressed. Uh, no, I, I actually like this. He looks similar to him. They got similar features, but he's just short. I mean, and Dennis Rodman's way too fucking diesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Dennis Rodman wasn't a linebacker stature. 
But I think uh, I googled it. I think uh, Jonathan Majors is only five ten. How's this gonna work out? Dennis Rodman was what six eight, six nine. Yeah. How, they just gonna have to cast everybody else shorter to make angles, him look baby t- angles. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I, I I severely doubt they show any basketball. Ah, oh, that's true too. Yeah. yeah, it's not a it's not a basketball movie. It's it's more so just a turn up. They're gonna tell that Jordan story when he goes to Vegas and Jordan comes saves the day. Right. And, you know, it's gonna be stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's gonna be cool though. I think he, that's gonna be a good role. It'd be a good to see him do something like that because he kind of been in, them, in that Michael B. Jordan role where you kind of see him in one light doing a couple of things. And I'm 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 excited to see him kind of wild out because it's gonna take some wilding out. Who's gonna play Carmen Electra? That's what I want to know. Mm. <laughs> he getting a bag though. He been in how many blockbuster movies in the past? What two three years? Shoot, man! I, I know it He's better not be. Lot. It better not be Young Miami. I tell you that. Oh, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna saving that for last, man. Saving that for last, man. So, <laughs> what is this about the the ranch flavored ice cream? Yeah. Man. Oh yeah yeah. Um, Hidden Valley. Would y'all uh be down to? taste some ranch flavored ice cream no i don't even like ranch dressing on my salad mm. you're not a ranch are you a ranch guy i, I actually am I, I would try it for the pot I'm, mm. a, I'm, a get, I'm gonna get some they're selling it at walmart if you, uh all my ranch folks out there hidden valley got the that secret sounds sauce overwhelming though it's, it's it's like i like ranch <laughs> but it sounds overwhelming disgusting i don't like ranch i don't like blue cheese it is strictly italian Maybe French. I'm not. Mm. Yeah, I, I go ranch one, French two. Normally, mm. Mm. we gonna we gonna try it. I'm gonna bring some up here one of these days. We uh. or y'all <laughs> podcast. Yeah, do it for the pod. Fine, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Nearly thirty schoolgirls have been hospitalized with anxiety attacks after allegedly playing the Ouija board game in a Colombian school. Damn. Have y'all ever played that dumbass game? Mm-mm. Halfway, you know, Mm-mm. I never, never got through it, but you know, hell no. Nah. See, see that? Nah, the Ouija bro. Change the subject. <laughs> Change the subject. They heard you. They heard you. The bots is listening. Change um, the motherfucking subject. The, the same sense of playing that. Uh, what's that? Bloody Mary or whatever. Never. Uh, that same night, we kind of Ouija boarded it. Did the whole turn the light off in the bathroom with like ten kids and saying, and then yeah. It, it never got completed, neither So one. y'all actually had the board? Had the board, had the hands on the board, asking See? the questions. People thinking someone's pushing us to the Y-E-E-S and people, you know. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely my white people. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely the white side of the family. For I was sure. going to say, I don't know, no black people with a, with a Ouija board. <laughs> definitely had to be the white side of the family. Oh, my goodness, man. Uh, Dizzle, what's up with Quavo? What's going on with this whole situation, man? Um... It's about to be that time um, for the trial of uh, Takeoff's murderer. Like, they're going to be trying to investigate, see what's going on. And, you know, Quavo was there. Um, so what's his name? 600 Breezy. Who this, is that? I have no idea. I have what? no idea. Oh, I don't know if he's a rapper, just a street dude, or just or who's camp. I've, I've never heard of his name. Um, but he says that he will be labeled a snitch if Quavo takes the stand. What do y'all think? He will be labeled a snitch yeah. if he takes the stand. Um, what does that really mean? Because I, I really, I really don't know. I, he's he's 
he's Quavo, his brother, his cousin was murdered. Nephew. Nephew was yeah. murdered. Like, for him to, quote unquote, take the stand and be a snitch, I mean, it's still your family. You want to see some type of justice. So, I don't so know. That's what I'll say. He might be labeled that, but he shouldn't give a fuck because that's his family. Right. So, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, he might get labeled that and so be it. But if this is your family and you care about what the fuck happened, then you shouldn't feel no way about doing what's right. Yeah, there will be a segment of the population that call him a snitch. But I think the overwhelming population will be like, he did the absolute right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, dude. Like, this is his nephew. And, and look how we lost him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and you know what? I would, I would be disappointed if he doesn't get up there. Exactly. Like we talk about all this situation that's going on between him and everybody else with the Migos and everything like that, and his label and takeoff and all that offset. If he doesn't go up there and say what he saw happen, there's going to be even more friction between that family. Dude. Mm-hmm. So he need to get up there and say what he saw. You know, it is what it is. You get called a snitch, you get called a snitch, but. There's a lot of other people out here that have done way worse things than that. Right. <laughs> so right. you need to get up there and start saying what you saw. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Chris Rock special. Yeah. Did you watch it? Business? Mid. It was mid. Mid. Didn't like it. Mid at best. I didn't. I didn't like it. It was what an hour and a half. And I maybe I laughed a few times, not n- not to the extent to where we're talking about a legend. You're mm-hmm. talking about Chris Rock. Yeah. And I will say this is the second time I've been disappointed by Chris Rock because he was at one of the Dave Chappelle. Uh, you know, he was doing the shows in like the cornfield mm-hmm. or whatever. Chris Rock was one of the special guests. And I'm excited. Like, yo, we was not expecting this. We get to see a fucking legend live. Yeah, we left midway through a midway through a set. Like it just wasn't funny, jokes wasn't really hitting. Uh, we just we just walked out. It was time to go home. I was I was ready to, ready to Did leave. You just watch the last ten minutes. I watched I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole Netflix. Did you enjoy thing. the last ten minutes? No, no. no. Wow. The no. last ten minutes wasn't where he talked about the slap. Like it wasn't even all that. That was not the funniest part of the of his special. I was disappointed. For me, uh, I saw the special before. This is everything he talked about from beginning, middle, outside of that last 10 minutes was what I saw him do in Cincinnati. It was good when I saw it first time. Mm-hmm. Second time, I was like, all right, well, I know what the punchline is going to happen. I know where he's going. A couple chuckles here, a couple chuckles there. The main part I watched was about you know the slap. And I don't necessarily think what he said was funny, it's just basically him venting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he called him a bitch about a million times. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah, that's where I was at with it. But for me, I heard – I haven't watched it yet, but I heard the the Marlon Wayne special where he talks about it. Um, it just came out on HBO Max. I heard he's the one that really goes in, and I heard his shit is hilarious. So mm-hmm. I'm going to watch I'm halfway, that this weekend. I'm halfway through that, and all I remember is the first half of that special being about that. Okay. So he dug in then. Yeah. Dug it. That's where I yeah. want to go with it. Yeah. That's like his I... whole mic drop at the end. Y'all thought that his last joke was funny? I thought it ended I very didn't... weirdly. I, I I didn't think it was over. He like, was, what did he say? He said, uh. My and he parents, stumbled over to one my, of the jokes. My, yeah. The, uh, uh, concussion versus. Yeah. An emancipation. He messed that up. And then he also 
said my parents taught me don't fight in front of white people and threw the mic down. So I think that what you said, I think yeah. it was it was his way of when that happened, he was already going on tour. Right. And then the tour became really the where he kind of vented out each of these little things. And he just waited till the bag came <laughs> to just reply. Yeah. So I think it was just more of a reply. Of course, he, you know, it's a special. It's a Chris Rock. This was his third. Yeah. So it's the tambourine be, was better. Definitely. It definitely wasn't. It wasn't a top special for him. But I think with the circumstances, it just became the money grab special. Yeah. Like, I mean, just grab this 20 the, mil real fast. Look at everything that was involved in it. It was Netflix special. It was a live, their first live event, or at least to my knowledge, their first mm-hmm. live event that they were going to be streaming. It was promoted that way. And then for people that saw him, all over the country, tuned in like, oh, super hyped to see a new special. And wait, I know all these jokes. Yeah. So I, I saw these jokes. So saw, yep. I think that that sucks. But then I think the biggest part for me was Will and Jada are disappointed in Chris Rock. <laughs> what? Wait, we can't turn around and then blame the victim of a slap because he rebuttaled right. finally after a year later. Yeah, but ask him every week. Yeah, like, come on, He's he has to live with that shame or, you know what I'm saying, somebody asking him about that for the rest of his life, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So Facts. y'all kind of just need to deal with it and t- and take it. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I'm going to check out that Marlon one, though. Yeah. Because um, I, I did hear it was pretty good. And I got HBO Max, so I'm paying for it. I'm about to watch that shit. What? <laughs> Wait, that's the that's headline news. You have HBO Max? Uh, Yeah, I think we got it when uh, Insecure was out and we just kept it. Amazing. Yeah. Have you watched The Last of Us? This is not No, but I've heard do I need to watch it? Because I've watched Hell yeah. I didn't like uh what's the other one? Walking uh, Dead. Walking Dead. I, I used to love Walking Dead and then at some point in time I was like, I'm over it. So is it not the same? It's, it's where not, can you go with the storylines? I, mean, I mean, zombies are zombies. I mean, eventually you get back. Uh it's based off a video game, a video game that I never played, so I absolutely know nothing about it. Uh, and it's only one season. It's just like Walking Dead, you like the first like two or three seasons. So yeah. we're gonna get the best that they got right now. So season finale is coming on tonight. Uh, I highly suggest watching The Last of Us. Uh, it's only nine episodes. So yeah, my bro, I used to get nightmares though. <laughs> <laughs> I start watching like random shows and be dreaming about it. Like I I started dreaming when I was watching uh. Damn, Queen's Gambit. I used to have dreams about playing chess. <laughs> uh, anytime I watch a zombie show or a movie, I'm I'm definitely having a nightmare that night. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> get you. Oh yeah, some scenes in there for sure, for sure. All right, man. Before we get to really, 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 <laughs> what I wanted to talk about, we got to talk about Snowfall. Snowfall. Mm-hmm. They keep hitting home runs, man. Leon versus Big Dion, the fight of all fights. Uh, Debo. First Craig type of action out there. He got the brick, mm-hmm. knocked him out with a with a bottle, man. What is your thoughts on the fight, Leon versus uh DI? It's still my block. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised. I mean, I didn't think I thought Leon was back to Africa. I really did. I thought he was just but he he gonna be knee deep in it now. So I mean, it, he was running that whole situation before he left. Mm. He he come back to haywire and just shit going on so i expected it after the whole episode started to unfold i kind of see oh he ain't going nowhere especially after the whole you done married her yeah the whole, the 
about to run through that bitch. You know, they yeah. just just taking them, taking them, taking them. So I I I I realized then, oh yeah, he he ain't going nowhere. Yeah, man. Uh, he tried to put up lights at the the basketball court or whatever, and he shot him right back out like the mm-hmm. next night. Like tension just continued to grow. It was knockout kings, bro. Yeah, yeah. Knockout kings. And best believe Dion ain't gonna take that sitting down. You know what I'm saying? What's mm-hmm. the scene and 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 menace to society? Mm-hmm. Come back. <laughs> he Leon in trouble, man. Yeah, Big yeah. Leon gonna try to come think, with the gats. When y'all caught it though? Was it you that caught it? I said Leon was going no, it was you, right? Give me my props. I say it was some, I, so I remember Leon somebody saying it. I didn't think it was gonna be the next episode. Yeah, <laughs> right. I thought he was gonna let the shit breathe. <laughs> Facts. It's going down. It's going down. What else we got? Oh man, Franklin got back in the kitchen, whipping it up, putting niggas' faces on stoves the whole nine. Man, that was funny. This nigga been on one ever since he lost his money, bro. Seventy M's. And what I do like about the show is you can go back and watch season one. These characters is totally different, bro. Like the character development, the like this nigga ruthless. This yeah. this mm-hmm. nigga is 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 on one. Unk is like it, it's crazy, bro. That's I, a that's a great point. Look at how Leon was season one mm-hmm. when uh, especially like when Franklin got locked up in county or whatever, and they was you know talking to each other on the phone. He's like, go in there and see. First nigga you see, fuck him up, cuz yeah, yeah. and broke the phone and shit. <laughs> and now Leon going to Africa, married man. He really trying to save his community after, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, killing the the young girl. I can't like want to say like season three, like totally changed. And now look at, you know, Franklin. He a motherfucking savage nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he out there. What you telling me about Teddy, I don't already know. He had a whole nother rant scene. and <laughs> He got one every episode now. <laughs> Up next is the lion. We going to get the lion no, episode. Please, no, no, no. I think they're going to go 10 for 10. No hope, lion episode. I hope so. All right, Ruben, the KGB dude, meets up with Gustavo, whatever how you say his name, uh, and shit's about to hit the fan for him, dog, because it's either roll with Ruben and on a maybe or continue to roll with Teddy. But see, Teddy taking pictures of Ruben now, ain't he? Mm-hmm. True that. So now Teddy know. So Teddy might be out for both of them. Mm. They might both be in the shits. Tay like to be one step ahead of people. So Fuck. yeah, Fuck. I think Gustavo got a got a got a situation coming. Yeah, Gustavo fucked up because he because <laughs> he in three situations. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He get, with our own government. He getting pulled in each direction. Yeah. And he ain't got really no say in what, like anything. He's really just going with the flow. He, <laughs> yeah. He, we're gonna see how much of a dog he really is, cause like you say about development. Season one, he was a dog out there letting everybody have it. Now he kind of mm-hmm. trying to be family and trying to step back a little, if, if it seems. It just seems. trying to survive, really. Yeah, he trying to just not be in the heat. So, fuck. Yeah, man. Fuck, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all bad for a boy. Yeah. All right. The moment we all been waiting on. <laughs> nope, it's not. It's not. It's not. We got to talk about this real quick. Power. Book uh. two. Returning on St. Patrick's Day. Y'all watching or no? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. I gotta catch up on. Like, I don't even remember what happened last season. Yeah, it, you can find something on YouTube. Give you a quick yeah. update, reminder of what. Or happened. just wait till the first episode come on and don't skip the recap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I need it. I need it. For <laughs> yeah, sure. definitely. Need some of these shows they blending together. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. Then, and then you got the same characters in both shows. Like, what's the what's the girl name in uh 
Black um, Diamond. Yeah, and VMF. And, and and she's Mabel. Yeah. They don't make them Mabels no more, boy. Yeah, man. <laughs> so you talked about it. You brought it up. We've been talking about it off the pod, on the pod. BMF. Best comedy out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is this show good? No. It's, not, it's funny. It's it's starting to become funny. It's this, definitely funny. This show's not good. At, this show is is bad. It's starting to get there. When this, when you showed me the video of Meech in the pool <laughs> with his legs spread, just sitting in the pool, <laughs> just waiting in the yeah. <laughs> bruh, bruh, like shots out to fifty, shots out to fifty. But I think they're moving way too fast with this show. They're shooting season three. Right now, like there's no time to breathe. Yeah, um, it just seems they're just rolling way too fast. At least, like with the powers, uh, it's like a year and a half before they come back out. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not giving these time cats time enough to breathe. And we talk about raising Canaan. We talk about the caliber of actor that's on raising Canaan. We got Omar Epps on there. Mm-hmm. We we got some real big heavy hitters on there. There aren't any heavy. Well, I take that back. Stephen Harris. Uh, plays the detective on there like he's a heavy hitter actor but like all the other heavy hitter actors are bit players the main actors on here are <laughs> snoop dog snoop <laughs> and snoop aka pastor swift split the check after he found out he wasn't gonna get no cheeks yeah split that's, that right down the middle that shit was funny as fuck man <laughs> <laughs> he said pastor got you covered i don't need covered <laughs> i mean i don't <laughs> I don't know what's funny, him splitting the check or that wig he got on, eh? Because that shit is, like, real long yeah. in the back, I guess, because he got to twirl up his dreads, I'm assuming. Right. But, man, that's hilarious. And, ultimately, the downfall of the show would be all blamed on Young Miami because whatever the fuck that was <laughs> was not acting. Hey, she was in uh, two scenes, and they were horrendous. Whenever she stood on that second line where it was like she came in with an aggressive line, but she didn't say it right to me, me and the wife literally just lost it for like, we had to rewind because we laughed for like three minutes and missed part of the show. Had to come back to like figure out what was said because the acting from Young Miami was bad. Yeah. It's so many talented actors out there and I think you do the show a disservice and you do us as a fan a disservice by simply casting somebody because they're famous. We already had to deal with it with Lala. We had to deal with Lala's bad acting in the original Power. She's gotten better because she's gotten more acting roles. And yes, Young Miami scene was just two scenes, but goodness gracious, man. Yeah, yeah. That was just bad, dude. And, and, and I mean, Young Meech is getting better as an actor. So you have a new actor with a rapper trying to do a very emotional scene mm-hmm. and it just falls flat. It turns into a comedy, man. That's what this I was going to say. I was going to say that Meech being a new actor or being new to this couldn't really carry the scene like you would want a veteran actor to because mm-hmm. it, it kind of just, once it started, I felt like it just teeter-tottered down and the scene just became a, a funny. It just it became more humorous than what they was even talking about. And what's, what's going on why was it necessary to show uh, Monique's sister <laughs> oh, in, in the room? Like, was that just extra for no reason? Are we well, ever going to come she, back to uh, it? Trying to mean, show her it, personal side. Uh, that and it's what, like 88 or something like that. That's when like the AIDS epidemic is in full swing. So her sister had AIDS and mm-hmm. she died of AIDS. I think there would have been a better way to portray that of 
just thinking like, oh, man, she got a zombie in her house or some shit like that. That's what it looked like. But, I mean, I knew because they, you know, showed a close-up of her hands or whatever, showed the swords on her hands. I was like, oh, she got HIV. She dying of AIDS or whatever. But, like, this is like, like I said, like they're rushing. Yeah. It's like, man, y'all are rolling through this too fast. Y'all need to go over the script a couple more hundred times <laughs> to flush this thing out, man. And there's no problem with, hey, let's reshoot that. Mm. This shit is shot in digital now. This isn't shot on film. Like, hey, we could just simply hit delete and then shoot it again because that young Miami scene off the elevator, bro. <laughs> and where my oh. husband meets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quit playing with me, Meech. I want them dead, Meech. <laughs> what? So my other thing is, did, did 50 cast her in that role because he wants to get at Diddy? You know him and Puff always going at each other or whatever. Mm -hmm. Did he cast her in there just to, like, make Diddy I, mad? I have no idea. Because that wasn't a good move. It, wasn't it, it. it seemed rushed. She wasn't ready. And, I mean, people are going to view this. Her fan base will view this as, oh, man, y'all hating on her. No, that's not hate. She's not an actor. She's not. Y'all seen, like, the little spoofs? People been, like, reenacting re her shit? Oh, my God. Please yeah. share them with us. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, I got you. <laughs> I, I sure was hoping Lucille came across with that frying pan, though. Mm. Now, see, and that's, that's the problem. Yeah. That is 100% the problem with this show because – the bit characters are the seasoned actors, mm -hmm. and she showed out. Mm -hmm. I believed her. I believed she was about to smack Mabel. <laughs> yeah. And then you got everything with Detective uh, Steve Stephen Howard and, mm -hmm. and, and 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 his partner. Like, but they're not the main stars of the show. The main stars of the show are a new actor or two new actors who really can't carry the weight of the show, man. So BMF, of course, I'm gonna keep on watching. I'm entertained, but not yeah. entertained for the right reasons. I'm not entertained the way I'm entertained by Snowfall. Yeah, for sure. And we we got what? One more episode? Yeah, season finale coming up on Friday. What's gonna happen? We Nothing. ain't we ain't even paying attention to the storyline for and real. That, and that's <laughs> the problem. That's the problem. We also didn't even talk about Lamar killing old girl. Oh, oh. shit. Yeah. Lamar killing baby mama. You smoke crack, don't you? Yeah. Got the dog all on his face. You done put the dog. <laughs> The and then you bring <laughs> you bring Donnell Rollins in there, and I mean, we all know Ashley Larry is hilarious, but like anything he says, I'm laughing at. Like he I says can't it, take he says it in the um, I'm rich bitch voice. Yeah, <laughs> I can't take anything that happens with him in this uh, show serious. Right. So the only person I really take serious in this show is Lucille. Yeah, everybody else I'm laughing at. Damn man, goodness gracious! And Ashley Larry began punk the whole season. The whole season. Help me carry this dead body. What? <laughs> Nigga, no. I'm out. Two right. fingers, two words. I'm gone. Well, there it is. Another episode of You Can't Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out till next week. Peace.